0: Style. And this time, we're going to take a different break from the episodes uh, from like lifestyle or the self assessment and self development. This is going to be a whole new series. This series is actually going to be called Pop Tarts and Caffeine. And we'll figure this out here in a second, but it's going to be co hosted with Jason Butterfield and a friend of mine, co worker of mine. And he's going to have a journey that is going to be epic. It's going to go from a powerlifting background to a 212 competitor on stage for bodybuilding. And so we're going to dive down, answer some questions, kind of get uh, a weekly updates. So this will be like a weekly thing that we'll do. Um, so again, hey, Jason, how are you doing? I'm ready
1: to die going to 212.
0: All right, perfect. That's what we want to hear. Um, so we'll first go in the background or the, the backstory of why it's named Pop-Tarts and Caffeine. Uh, first off, Pop-Tarts, because Jason is infatuated with pop tarts and he has the, the diet of my three-year-old child and um, pop tarts are, he got me kind of hooked on them because I never really tried them. And so I'm not a big carb eater, but I do put them in a blender. <laughs> so
1: yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, and then that, and then caffeine, because I consume an abnormal amount of caffeine every single day and have been doing that since I was probably 15 could so,
1: you specify the amount of caffeine for the audience here so they know what they're getting into?
0: Yeah. So on a daily average, so today's mm-hmm. actually hasn't been too bad. Um, so today so far, I've had, see, 400 milligrams for a pre-workout. I've had, um, this is going to be absurd, I've had one liter of diet soda. Um, so I don't know what, what that equals in <laughs> caffeine. I'm I'm assuming like maybe 200 milligrams caffeine. It I was, think it's um, weird, yeah. Okay, yeah, around there. Um and then I had a uh I had a rock star. So I'm at four hundred, let's say you know two fifty, so six fifty, put rock stars at three hundred. So I'm at nine fifty right now. So that's on the lower end. Um so for you audience don't know, like I actually consumed my, uh, whenever I was working last on Friday, I had one point seven grams of caffeine by the end of the day. So one thousand seven hundred milligrams of caffeine. And I was fine. And I still went to bed at like 930.
1: That's, so. uh, that's concerning. But yeah, <laughs> there's nothing to say about it.
0: <laughs> um, so what about you? What's the last or the latest Pop-Tart that you ate? Uh, I've only
1: been buying the Fruit Loops Pop-Tarts because those are the best thing ever. But to give you an idea, I've had 340 grams of carbs today from you by itself. <laughs> and one scoop of Gatorade powder. That's all I've eaten all day. So I that's think that's uh, I think that's like thirteen cartons of YooHoo, Thirteen uh, or
0: fourteen. Is yeah. this the regular regular chocolate YooHoo or is it that milk cookies that's, and cream?
1: Yeah, that's the strawberry. So I bought two packs of the strawberry oh, and I drank one whole pack.
0: Okay. Good combination. Good combination.
1: They're really good. Yeah. The cookies and cream is pretty good, but the strawberries better.
0: So that's so I guess segue into this is kind of the, uh, the process of getting to 212. And um, so let's just let me go ahead and ask you a question. Like, why? First off, why do you want to go and compete in the 212? It's more so
1: I lied to my girlfriend and told her I would do a physique show. So I got trapped in that. And you then told me just do 212, man. It's fine. So there you <laughs> go. That's, that's how it all started. which it's going to help me with powerlifting either way i want to compete 100 kilo but i would like to be a lot leaner and then put on more mass in the first place easiest way to do it get on stage it's going to force me to do it no matter what if not i'll stick to the same low volume high intensity and not really progress that direction so if i don't take a break from it i'll never do it
0: so where are you competing at what are you training for for your next competition in powerlifting what weight class
1: That's going to be – I've registered at 198, so that's February 21st. I'm more likely going to do 100 kilo, though, because I weigh 212. So I'm a little bit over the weight gap, but I don't want to cut weight. So I'll probably show up at around 205 and try to take – I believe it's the state total record for that class.
0: What is that record for the viewers?
1: I think it's 1750 or something like that. Not very high.
0: Oh, my bad. And and the uh, the average height of those lifters. <laughs> um,
1: so I'm by far the shortest in that class. They're all five ten and like jacked out of their minds and bench five hundred pounds. I'm five six and a half with really long legs and don't know how to bench. So it's looking so, you're, good. Do,
0: so you're going in there hoping for a stronger squat. I've seen your squat; that's strong and Michael, then, uh, yeah. strong deadlift.
1: If, if I can squat mid sixes and pull closer to eight, that'll make up for the fact that I'm going to bench like three fifteen.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so if you viewers different. are are ever interested, Jason's uh Instagram it shows a lot of that and uh, shows his his gnarly stance for his squat.
1: Yeah. Um, you, good. You, you,
0: you progressed to more of a high bar, right? So it's it's it, like
1: it's kind of like mid bar cuz um as I got bigger, my shoulders don't let me do low bar anymore. So I found with the narrow stance mid bar works even better cuz it doesn't pitch me forward cuz I got pretty long legs, so it keeps me really upright without fatiguing myself though.
0: So, the backstory though, how did, how did you get into powerlifting, and why did you get into powerlifting?
1: I wanted to do Junior Olympics for Olympic weightlifting. I wasn't good enough, so I started powerlifting. That's the entire story. And <laughs> uh, it turns out I was really, really good at deadlifting. So, like, no matter what I did, my deadlift progressed over and over and over. And I managed to do one state record. I beat it by 30 pounds without actually peaking or anything like that. So, that's just what kind of stuck me to it. So now I'm addicted to not even totals. I'm just addicted to the numbers. Gosh.
0: Does that carry over to your job?
1: Uh, no. Makes, job it, not, not work for me? makes it worse and a lot harder. Uh, Cardio-wise, that's fine because I still manage cardio. In terms of mobility, that's probably the biggest issue. My hips are always tight. My knees hurt, and my back's pretty tight all the time. So if I didn't power lift, I'd probably be in a much better position. Same with if I didn't work, though, and I had a desk job, I'd be a much better power lifter. So it's both ways.
0: Yeah. So you're, you are a firefighter paramedic, right?
1: Yeah. So I just blow myself out all the time.
0: There we go. Yeah. Yeah. If you sit down you have a desk job, then you'll just have like really, really tight hips and then you'll look, look like, uh, Dan Green. <laughs> <Just> <laughs>
1: yeah. <'cause very>
0: tight. What <laughs> I have to
1: do is I'd like, look buff all the time and, uh, just do stiff leg deadlifts all the time. That's all he does. Yeah. It's working. <laughs> out there, all
0: right. So, um, for the 212, what's the diet going to look like for you? And when we talk about diets, uh, there's a big constituent in the fitness industry of um, a couple of influencers, and they say calories matter. Oh no, calories don't matter. Macros matter, like fat, carbs, protein. Uh, what do you plan to do? And what do you see is best for you? And and in general, people who want to to gain some mass and some strength.
1: Uh, Pay attention to macros in the sense of what you digest the best. So I eat incredibly high amounts of carbs only because I don't do well with fat versus if like, I I know you eat a ton of fat and barely any carbs, but you do just fine with that. So I guess at a certain point it is calories in versus calories out. Just keep it easily digestible and 85% clean. You've kind of covered all your.
0: And your, your current macros are split. Oh God.
1: So it's, 20 grams of protein. I don't eat a ton of protein. Uh, Having any problem, I have to kind of... So I try to keep it around my body weight, uh, plus a little excess to make up for that. I'm doing 750 grams of carbs and 75 grams of fat. So that puts me somewhere around 5,000 calories on a daily basis.
0: Uh, And the majority of those carbs, those are just eaten carbs. It's not like the liquid carbs that people try to do. And same thing with the protein. It's, uh... It's more solid food. out of the
1: 750 probably 400 are all liquids only because i can't eat that much in the first place so i always do carbs before the workout they're always liquid intra workouts always liquid so pretty much my entire first half of the day are all liquid carbs Uh, i don't do liquid protein at all apart from one scoop before a workout everything else is just solid food yeah
0: um yeah, there's a yeah, I know I know about your kidney issue, and that's like one of those things I think more people are becoming aware with. Um, especially as people get more scared and we're getting more blood tests done. Yeah. Uh we see that with um what's the owner of that Indy Barbell Club? Isn't he like uh he has like a kidney um, disease?
1: Yeah, it's Steve Gentile.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, which he reached he's like pretty he reached
1: renal failure though. Yeah. So his is a lot more progressive than mine would be.
0: Yeah, and he just learned on his own, I think.
1: Yeah, he ran, I know he's randomly right. found out because he was having a bunch of, I think, fatigue problems is what it was. So he finally had a blood test done, like a more in-depth blood test, and they found... I don't know the name of the condition, but more or less he was going to hit end-stage adrenal failure no matter what he did. So he's on dialysis, I think, three times a week right now. Um, with He should have a good chance to recover with or without a transplant, but he's doing pretty fine so far. Nice.
0: Um, what about the supplements that you take for their, your kidney health and, I guess, digestion for all that food.
1: Uh, I only use bromelain for digestive enzymes. It's the only thing I've found really helps me. I don't have a problem digesting anything really but fats or proteins, which that helps with joints in the first place. So I take one of those with every big meal, um, and I do do cranberry twice a day for my kidneys. Whether or not it's really helping me, couldn't say, but it's got enough studies behind it that I'm comfortable taking and adding it in. Cool.
0: Um Yeah, I don't um, – yeah, the calorie thing, calorie and macro, um, I'm a big proponent of definitely hitting the macro amounts for Mm -hmm. protein for each person. Again, it kind of varies 0.7 to two point seven grams per pound of body – lean body mass or up to 2 grams of protein per pound of lean body mass. Um, To me, it's fine. But uh, I do hate the fact that whenever people say a calorie is a calorie, uh, which – yeah, through thermodynamics it's pretty it's not the same um and uh, i think bill campbell over at usf did recently just like published a study on this as far as protein versus protein uh, casein protein versus whey protein and even uh a, a casein protein can increase metabolic rate uh, by like 17 percent. Mm-hmm. Um, so you do burn extra calories um so as far as like the carbohydrates man it burns so fast and i'm a big like you said like I do a lot of fat a lot of protein but I drink my carbs so I tell my clients to eat their carbs but do as I say not as I do I drink mine and I drink mine usually just around my workout <clears throat> and I do pretty fine but if I know if I eat carbs before going to bed I sweat yeah. through my sheets yeah. and it's so bad my the thermic effects of ca- of carbohydrates is Absurd, and it does give you that boost of energy, but my goodness. And so, um, I my the way around that is I just I well, nutrient timing is really what I focus on, um, to help prevent those like thermic effects of carbohydrates. And I still have steady levels of energy. So, with your higher carbohydrate diet, because again, that's going to give you more power, more water in those cells. uh, Better recovery. Um, Do you ever get low blood sugar?
1: Surprisingly, no, but I try to eat at a very consistent rate. If I'm working, I do because I don't have a chance to eat all the time and I can't always rely on liquids. I may not have them with me. So I'll go hypo pretty quickly. It doesn't seem any worse though if I'm low carb, high carb, moderate. It seems to all be the same though, no matter what timing it is.
0: Right. And you don't take any supplements for that? Like, no berberine or anything?
1: Uh, no, I tried berberine for a little while. Same with cinnamon. I noticed my glucose when I woke up in the morning was staying around the same, maybe like a five or six point difference. So, at least in my case, it wasn't worth paying for. And seeing with, like, yeah. pre-diabetes, I've not tested positive for that or anything like that. does run in the family, so I do pay attention to it, at least. Like, I check my sugar every single morning kind of thing. I just try to keep track of it that way and then give myself breaks from carbs whenever I possibly can. So, pretty much whenever I'm cutting weight or maintaining weight, I'll switch it all around.
0: Yeah, and you're staying fairly lean right now. Like you're pretty solid. Uh, you are growing yeah, <laughs> because yeah. of your, your your issue with your pants. Oh, yeah, um, I know. <laughs> but uh, so you you are in a core surplus. Do you plan on going? Like you know how your body stalls, yes. and it's like okay, now it stops gaining weight. What is your next step for that? What when your body stalls? What do you usually do that works best? to re-stimulate that uh, appetite and the weight gain. Do you do carbs, up carbs? Do you lower protein? Do you Or you just straight up carbs, lower fat? Lower if weight? I
1: go maybe two weeks and I'm not gaining weight or it's only fat, I'll usually just go into maintenance for a little while, maybe like add a little bit more cardio. I notice after that. 50 and start gaining weight again. I just went back to maintenance where I'm going to stay until february because i don't want to add any more weight i'm starting to put on a little too much fat but i don't want to cut weight before the meat either because i feel pretty strong at my weight so i'm just basically eating maintenance right now and adjust it over time and if i can go into a deficit of maybe half a pound a week i'm comfortable with that but i don't want to lose any more at least not currently so that won't happen until after the meat towards getting into bodybuilding more or less gotcha
0: yeah so once we finish this this lifting meat this is the um what, which one did you send me? Is that the Battle Bay of the Bay or was it the Europe? Yeah. Yeah, so after that, that's whenever it ramps into full gear for 212. <clears throat> but I think it's like perfect priming pretty much because are, – are, do you plan on doing water, water loading or no? Just I just
1: show there. up however I am that day. I don't like messing with water because I retain it really, really badly because of my kidneys. So I can end up a little too bloated, to yeah. where my hands swell and I can't lift and stuff like that. So I honestly don't manipulate sodium or anything like that at all. I just kind of show up and I do the same eating routine no matter what. Uh, it's just a longer day for me.
0: So that brings us to the next point. So you, you, okay. Now the viewers, you guys know that Jason has a kidney, uh, disease, hereditary kidney disease. Yeah. Genetic. Okay. So what, what are the foreseeable, um, uh, Roadblocks or threats that would prevent you in this 212 growth? It's probably going to be
1: consistent eating. I have days where I cannot eat at all. Maybe that'll help keep me leaner because it's almost like a carb cycling kind of thing. I notice more or less all it does though is slow my metabolism down because I can't keep it consistent. Your body kind of gets used to it, just wants to eat less and less. Especially the more I work, I'll have sometimes three days straight where I just don't eat anything. Then I have to jump back to five or 6,000 calories right after. That plus my kidney problem makes it hard to consume high protein. So I'd have to definitely play around with my protein. So I may or may not miss out on gains because of that. So more, it's just probably going to be a slower progress for me compared to say the average person that can do whatever diet they want to train on whatever schedule they want to not have fatigue affected by external factors. It's more so you just train and then you eat and then you train and eat. So I've got 20 other factors added on top of that.
0: Yeah, and range range of motion is going to become an issue. Yeah, especially my legs.
1: (laughs) Uh, It's already pretty bad. And my shoulders are getting worse and worse. So I went to low bar squat yesterday or mid bar, whatever it is. It took me probably 15 minutes to be able to get the bar on my back without having to hold almost to the collar. (laughs) And I'm not nearly as big as some other people. So I I feel bad for them.
0: When I think about this journey, I literally think about Ben Pollock. And I think of his, like, Progressive yeah. gains in the gym, and how he's doing a hybrid powerlifting bodybuilding because he's prepping for a bodybuilding competition, and that dude can just go in and smoke anyone in the uh, power. Yeah, he'll
1: dominate his weight uh, loss no matter what he does.
0: Yeah. So, are there any strategies that you may use from him, or even seek out from him? Uh,
1: the big thing I've got from him is it's like the myorep rep protocol that he uses. Him and I believe it's Joe Bennett they use. Um. It was basically the idea of the entire training idea is train as little as possible and make it as hard as you possibly can. So I'll go in and maybe do three total movements and that's it. But one of them may be some weird kind of circuit on like a reverse hack squat. I'll do that before I do a single on squats. And then at the end I'll have like a finisher where like today I did, um, it's my reps to where I did hamstring curl. So I did one set of 15 and then I did a set of five immediately after until I couldn't do set to five anymore. And then I stopped there. So it's kind of train as little as I possibly can and make it as hard as I possibly can. I've gotten my best progress size-wise and upper body strength-wise just from following that. So I'll probably keep a similar protocol just to put on more and more size and push that as far as I can without changing volume. It's a lot easier on my joints, and it helps me maintain strength a lot better.
0: Yeah, I think Joe Bennett is actually using that with Tant yeah. Ruffin, if I'm not mistaken. It's really uh, I don't know about for the prep. Yeah, I don't know about for the prep, but I don't know he's doing something like that. Um, yeah, I'd say for prep, it, for then, prep it uh, definitely
1: wouldn't work. It's just yeah. way too taxing, fatiguing on you. Unless you're someone prepping on higher carbs, I don't know. But there's if you're not able to time carbs around it, there's no possible way to do it. There really isn't.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I was almost thinking like that, or like a train by JP, yeah, um, kind of like style, or almost even like DC training, but like DC training is extremely technical in the way that you, you set it up, and um, I know Dusty Henshaw does it pretty well, but he like he's like, man, if you want me to coach you on that, you got to pay me up front, um, is what he says, and because it's a lot of time, a lot of effort, and um, yeah, it's
1: a lot to set up.
0: But uh, yeah, and then Trained by JP, he was just talking on another podcast uh, interview with Fuad Abiad, and he was saying how like he still believes in progressive overload. And even if it's like, he just does one movement and he just does it like by a half a pound and he brings these half pound plates <laughs> with him to the gym just so that he, he can always overload. And then he's like, once I get really good at that or, or my strength stalls, then I move on to a different exercise and progressive overload that way, which um, which makes good sense. But then also, it's almost like wrecked his physique from being aesthetic to just being a ball. Of yeah, a you're mass, just thicker, and thicker um, training that way. Yeah, and so I haven't really looked at the people who do DC training uh, in a while. I don't know because um, Dusty's pretty thick and. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I don't know if that will affect your, like, I think you're going the right route as far as making an aesthetic look, because again, 2.12, you're going from powerlifting where you want a huge, strong core, right? It doesn't matter if it um, bloats out yeah. a bit, a little bit of dissension. It doesn't matter. But when you're up on stage, you've got to pull that vacuum in tight. And that's a lot of issues that we see with other powerlifters is that pulling in their vacuum, it's like just making their stomach flat. And I think the Ben Pollock does a great job. He does a great vacuum. And then that – what's that, Kevin Oak? Yeah, Kevin Oak. Or, yeah. Yeah, he is insane. Yeah. Like, that's genetic. And he doesn't there. bodybuild
1: whatsoever, truly. He kind of just curls and does squats, and he just gets bigger and bigger.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, I'm like, even Mark Bell can't even do a, a solid yeah. vacuum. Um, his just goes It's blast. because I've been so like, trained a-
1: vacuums for so long. Um, honestly, just for core management in the first place, like, to learn to control my core – but it's because I'm like I kept those in. I do them once a week because of that.
0: Yeah. do you do, you do them in the morning or have you ever done them like after a I meal? Really, I usually I've tried after <laughs> a meal.
1: I almost vomited everywhere. So I usually do them on like an off day early in the morning. Or if I have a session, I'll do them in the beginning of the session if it's not like a very heavy. So that'll be the hardest thing I do probably.
0: Um so what is uh, what's your one workout that you despise but you do anyways. And then what's the one workout that you love so much, but you know you're really, really good at it, and you're just like, you yeah, know, I'm already really good at it, but I need to focus on my other lifts. <laughs> like um like what are those? So like because I mean you're you're pretty good on the squat, but I know that you were doing low bar and now you transition to this like modified yeah. mid bar. Um but I know you said your bench press, but you told me that you were doing some uh, a, um, a crazy number set on your yeah, bench. Yeah, it was pretty stupid.
1: Yes. I actually hate training bench. That's probably the one thing I hate training by far. Uh, I feel like I have to put so much effort into it for a five-pound increase where I have to do such odd variations, again, for a five-pound increase. And then my shoulder hurts, my elbow hurts. I can't get to the right bench. Uh, the bar slips in my hands. Everything goes wrong every time I do it. Versus if I have to do deadlifts by themselves or with a back or whatever it is, no matter what goes wrong, I always progress which limits me from every other lift because I'll go max out. Then I can't squat for a week or bench for a week. So those are probably the two that on both ends threw me over entirely.
0: And you do personal training, like program setting up and stuff. And I know that you're going to get into a little bit better p- platform for yeah. programming for people. Um, so your, the three foundations, I guess, or like what's your foundations of training someone um, so, if they go to you and they're like, hey, I want to build mass, whether that be for them competing in open bodybuilding or them competing in powerlifting, what is your foundation for them? Like, is there three things, five things? Like, what it's, do you, um, what do you, it's kind of like them? a
1: process that we, I follow with them. So, I have like a little questionnaire that I give everybody that I coach. Uh, so far, I only coach powerlifters apart from one guy who's trying to like a power building style training, but I give them a small questionnaire, which just sort of asks them, Uh, Do they have nagging injuries? Are they limited in schedule? Is there a reason they can't train on, let's say, Monday? Or is there a reason they have to train Monday morning, whatever the case is? Uh, We go through that, and we sort of sit down and set a guideline. That way, I just have a good idea of don't program them this, don't program them that. And we kind of ignore everything else at that point because I still have to learn them. So I can write them a full 24-week program, and it may do nothing. So we spend it in phases of – we'll do an acclimation phase – I'll train them sort of how I train and just see how they react to it. But it lets me make a ton of changes because it's really, really light. So I can change their squat variation every week. We're not trying to make progress anyway. I just want to see how the movement looks. Does it seem better? Do they like it better? Whatever the case is. And we'll slowly push into with whatever variation they decided. We'll do a really small strength muscle cycle and just max those variations. It just kind of gets them comfortable with that variation. That's when the actual coaching starts because I've gotten – That would be maybe six weeks in. I've had six weeks to learn their body. They learn how I like to coach, the things I'm going to give them, how well I respond to their questions, do I respond to their DMs or text messages, um, can I train with them. So it's more of a back and forth thing. So I wouldn't say a foundation. It's more so I just need time to learn them and they have to learn me as a coach.
0: So are you going to stick with a coach um, for, for 212 bodybuilding?
1: Uh yeah, I'm gonna need one because I already know that I do not have the diet discipline <laughs> to not eat Pop Tarts and like toaster strudels. I know that for a fact. Uh when it comes to putting on size, that's fine. When it comes to a show prep, there's no possible way. So I'm gonna need someone to tell me what to do. If not, I'll somehow end up fatter.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, so that's gonna be a, a our next episode next week is actually I wanna dive into more of that of um, there's so many people that um, either go into powerlifting meets or bodybuilding competitions, fitness competitions, whatever. They think that they don't need coaches um, because maybe yeah. they're a power, uh, maybe they're a personal trainer themselves or whatever. But um, it's just like the 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 thought of does Tom Brady have a coach? <laughs> and um,
1: yeah, like he's not he's not the only person on the team. Yeah, and I really think a lot of people limit themselves, especially powerlifters. They'll go into these meets and they won't even have a friend handle them that saw maybe their videos or lifts so like the one meet we just had with one of my clients we went in with the expectation to squat 407 so if i had given him that number ahead of time he would have picked 407 that would be a third attempt because i was there to actually see the movement for him um because you know when you squat something you'll squat 135 it feels really heavy so you give up yeah i was able to actually see a form and see it move just fine the form broke down but the move fine so we were able to jump to 429 instead so he would have cut himself short by 20 pounds just because it felt heavy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And That's going to be like an episode all of itself as, um, cause there's some annoying things that people do, uh, when they coach themselves, um, or like, I've had annoying clients and, um, and I think it's pretty funny stories, but it's a good thing to learn from. And, um, yeah, I, yeah, you know, I think discipline is one of those things, but I think for you, it's going to be, um, mm. the, uh, the posing. <laughs> It's, it's, you, you haven't done, yeah, you haven't done posing,
1: right? Uh, the only posing I do is when I'm putting on Icy Hot. So it's <laughs> just trying to retrain my hamstring. <laughs> or the, <posing>. uh, <laughs> the biggest problem is it's going to be posing and getting used to a bodybuilding training style. I think bodybuilding is incredibly boring. It's like when you're mentioning the DC method, I can't carry around two pound plates and progress my curls each week. I really, <laughs> really can't. If you told me I could put a plate on my deadlift each week, though, that's perfectly fine. So it's going to be finding the combination of keeping the compounds in there and maintaining my strength, obviously without building the wrong kind of physique for 212. Yeah. So that's probably going to be the most challenging thing.
0: Yeah, I think it's doable. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, because
1: I'm not going to squat. You can squat. You can't make me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and
1: I'm not going to either. There's nothing you can say that's going to make me do those things.
0: Yeah, I think when you put all of your eggs in one basket and you are never um, – diversifying it causes trouble i think that's where some uh injuries happen and muscular breakdown and things like that i think that happens yeah. there's there's obvious weaknesses uh for like for me i would love to have a let's say a classic physique competitor i would love for him to be a gymnast and do bodybuilding like that would yeah. be awesome because you have all those little small detailed muscles and you can do a handstand push-up you can do it's almost like the crossfit people like they have some pretty aesthetic bodies a little bit bulkier but um but yeah, like, like their midsections are bulky, but like they can still get that streamlined aesthetics on the, by the way, they, yeah. they train. Um, all right. So we're going to set this uh, episode up for, for an end with uh, a final question. And, um, this is going to be, uh, stereotyping certain fitness people in the industry with pop tart flavors. Um, so if you're easily offended, uh, I think you would have already clicked off this already. Um, you don't want to stick around but uh, if you're easily offended as well you do might want to stick around because you might want to uh, to you know argue your case against us as to why you won't be this flavor and uh, so um, what about a what about a jim bro bodybuilder you know uses machines grunts you know, wears animal t-shirts
1: oh that is that's like the unfrosted blueberry why? <laughs> Why? Like, I just, I just don't like it at all. There's nothing I like about it. It's so, bland. every time I see the box, I get annoyed. It's blocking the good flavors on the shelf.
0: It seems like it's just very dry and crisp, almost, almost like yeah. Like,
1: if you showed me uh, just a piece of trash and then the unfrosted blueberry, <laughs> I'm gonna take the trash every time. Uh, at least one is beneficial for something.
0: And it's perfect too because it's so dry that when you eat it and you swallow it, it causes you to cough and then your All right. Uh, <laughs> my name's Sally. We're like okay, yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Unfrosted blueberry. Um what about a power lifter? A a let's say let's say a IPF power lifter.
1: What weight class? That matters.
0: Let's do the weight class where they don't even go parallel on squat.
1: Oh, so all of them. So <laughs> that's like That's like brown sugar, cinnamon. Uh, Sometimes it's really, really good. 90% of the time, again, I hate it. (laughs) It's mainly because it's boring. It's a really boring flavor. Have you ever watched an IPF meet? Yeah. Yeah. It's the most boring thing you'll ever see in your life.
0: Yeah, it's like watching golf.
1: Um... They all have SVD singlets on, but none are actually sponsored by SVD. And I just get annoyed the whole time.
0: Right. Um and, and and they're sold in bulk boxes, so they're really really big boxes. Um, so that's convenient for the fat powerlifters. Um, Just like how
1: they have all the big merch, right, yeah. Right.
0: What about a CrossFitter? Just a regular CrossFitter?
1: That's you know those uh the simply frosted ones, like the the healthy puppet? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the first thing I think of when you say CrossFitters. <laughs> Because they look really good, but they're, they're just disgusting.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, excuse me as I go eat my paleo lunch from Trifecta. um <laughs> yeah, you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> okay. Um, what about a yoga person?
1: This one's kind of tough i have that one is kind of i'm going to give them i have an answer what what would you what would you say
0: i would say because it's yoga i would say the little mini pop tart bites so that way they can only (laughs) they can only eat one and then stay very thin
1: (laughs) i was going to say the pumpkin pie just because they're super basic but that works out better
0: (laughs) i didn't know they had a pumpkin pie okay never mind that (laughs) one that went yeah it's a limited time
1: while you buy it while you can (laughs) Uh, please sponsor me
0: that explains itself all right um what about a what about a Zumba workout person?
1: <laughs> you know those like the the crisp pop tarts. Uh, They're like the, the really ones? hard. Just, yeah, yeah, the yeah. really thin ones. Yeah, they would be the apple tastic ones.
0: Apple tastic. Have you seen those? I have not. I've seen those. Doesn't like, crisp
1: apple tastic sound like something related?
0: But it sounds very explosive in your mouth. Kind of like very loud. Um it's like how you can always walk into the crunch gym and you just hear that music they're just going. Screaming, right? Yeah, and they're like waving their hands in there and they're like, oh man.
1: Like they're waving around, they're like slamming little tubes on the ground just screaming at the top of your lungs. <laughs>
0: yeah. But then I
1: run one time mid set and I get kicked out.
0: <laughs> um what about a what about a planet fitness member?
1: I can't even give them a pop tart. That's, that's
0: disgraceful. Exactly. That's the answer I wanted. I was thinking more along the lines of pizza. That's
1: shameful. They can have like a like a Whopper or something. Whopper.
0: <laughs> the dirty Whopper
1: that's on the floor. Um, or actually, be the, what is it? The Impossible Whopper. They can have that because they're they look like Whoppers, but they're not the same. <laughs> like the guys that built four hundred five in the Smith Machine at Planet Fitness. Uh, jeez. They still like don't have delts kind of thing.
0: Right. Yeah. That's they, what they, reminds me of every time. They're just full of uh, processed oil. Um, they're just
1: full of uh, 2 year Rolls They give you counter. I'm banned from. (laughs) I really don't know what it looks like, but uh, that's what I imagine goes on in there.
0: All right. Um, What about what about the vintage Gold's Gym bodybuilder?
1: So, like, they're a little bit older now, or like back in the day, bodybuilder?
0: Maybe let's say back in the day. So, yeah, Mike Pence, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger.
1: Oh, they can have, they'll, they'll be the wild berry because they're just, they're just that Pop-Tart. that Pop-Tart. Like, everybody knows that Pop-Tart, and everybody wants that Pop-Tart kind of thing. Right. Like that picture on the chest shelf, everybody wants that, no matter what gender you are. Gotcha.
0: Uh, okay. Yeah, I was thinking like strawberry, because they're so classic.
1: Yeah, um, but that flavor sucks, though.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I may, um, I'm. I'm the. What is that? Strawberry? No, not strawberry. It's the the vanilla cupcake. Yeah, that's the one I like. So, um, I don't even know. I, I don't know what that would be. Um, I don't think that's uh I guess. Yeah. Whatever that is. <laughs> but whatever I am. I, I'm a. I'm a. I'm a gym bro. I'm a gym rat. Yeah, I'm a gym rat. Um, so you would the blueberry. I'm a I'm a. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't wear animals. <laughs> <laughs> And don't wear dre beats or anything um, <laughs> what about uh, so today this is <laughs> this is what happened today at the gym um, the, what about the dudes who ego lift and they're in a uh, hype crew in the gym and, <laughs> and they and they put they put two they put 225 and they can they don't even Get near parallel, and then they decide to go to the three fifteen, and then I don't know what they were doing, bouncing. Um, what do they <laughs> eat? <laughs> what probably, are they?
1: They're probably those pretzel ones because they look really good, but there's just there's nothing in them though. <laughs> there's no substance of them.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I I agree. I, I thought I thought this was going to go. I thought this was going to go a different, uh, different route. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh but. But yeah, they, that definitely fits the description. All of all of the hype crew. Um, all right, so we will continue this. Uh, I have the notes down, so I w- I will find out other types of fitness influencers and stuff, and we will match them. So we'll get some popular fitness influencers the next time we work together, and uh, and we'll we'll line these guys up, and then we can put them on blast, give them a uh, shout out. I've got them uh,
1: by name. It's gonna be great.
0: <laughs> um. Other than that, man, that's, that's been pretty much it. This this is going to be the episode. Um, just let you guys know that, uh, leave you on some words of wisdom. And, uh, this happened, uh, last night, me and my wife were lying in bed and this isn't going anywhere dirty. So, um, we're lying in bed and, um, I don't know if you guys have this issue with who's big spoon and who's little spoon, but, um, I was big spoon, unfortunately. And my arm, I'm, you know, I'm a six foot tall guy. My arms are quite long and, um. I have to put my arm uncomfortably underneath her, her head. And, and she, she uh, puts my arm to sleep. And so she said that uh, it would be best if she could just cut off my arm. And (laughs) then, (laughs) and then, um, and then I, and then I said, well, like, I don't like your feet on me either because I get like really hot and I start sweating. And so then she's like, well, then we could just cut your legs off too. That'd be perfect. And then she was, she was like, how would I do that? So she's come up with ideas on how to cut my limbs off. So then I told her, I was like, I'm totally fine with that because, you know, I'll be a stump. And uh, what will happen is people will say, you know, what happened to you? And then I'll say, well, I, I went vegan. <laughs> right. And I lost my limbs. Right. And so, uh, and so then what I would do is I would, so I'm, I basically have no legs and I have uh, one arm. Right. And so I would single-handedly take down <laughs> take down California because I would say that they they made me lose all my limbs by converting over to veganism. So words of wisdom there: you can uh, turn lemons into lemonade. Uh, look at the opportunities that you would have when faced with life's tragedies and life's threats. And um, and always, always, if you have one arm, be the big spoon in the relationship. So, on that note, uh, Jason, anything else? Um, my butt's
1: too big for the memory foam that we have, so it sinks in and hurts my back. So I sleep on the couch, and she gets the whole bed. So I can't really. <laughs> right.
0: On that note, uh, that's it for Pop Tarts and Caffeine. We'll be back with another episode next week. It'll be on our social medias. I will link Jason's social media Instagram in the description below. You can follow him. You can DM him if you're interested in training programs and protocols and how to get swole, huge, jacked, and a big butt. Um, Other than that, all right, that's it, guys.